Um, but I actually looked up the word mother uh, in the Bible this morning. And the word mother, as defined by the name Eve that Adam gave, is the bonder of the family. Welcome, welcome everyone. Thank you for joining us today. I am very, very excited to officially launch this podcast and just share with you guys everything that God's been giving me. It's very interesting. As a little kid, I actually dreamed of doing talk radio. Uh, I was a big sports fan, and I would always imagine myself announcing sporting events. And it's amazing how God has used that um, desire. And really now, with the technology that is afforded to us today, I can pursue that dream in the form of podcasting. And no, this will not be about sports, but rather this will be about kind of the things God is sharing me. He's been downloading a lot over the past couple of years, and I feel like this is finally a time where he wants me to share those things. And this would also be just a kind of a way to, I think, see things from God's perspective. I think there's a lot of things in the world and there's a lot of beautiful things that he's created that we don't necessarily see from God's eyes. And so this podcast, I want to kind of just give us an opportunity to see things how he sees them. And I think that starts today with our first topic, which will be motherhood. In light of Mother's Day happening today, uh, we will sit down and talk with my mom. Um, we'll talk to her about a personal journey. We'll talk to her how we as Christians today and just people in general should see motherhood. And in the end, she'll share some wisdom that she's acquired from her journey as a mother with fellow mothers out there. And I think this is an important episode, not only for all the moms out there, but this is an important episode for maybe all the men out there, maybe all the fathers, all the future husbands, even the people who maybe don't aspire to motherhood. This is an important episode because here we get to celebrate mothers in this episode. We get to really learn all the things that they do. And so I think this is really a special special episode and I'm super excited I was able to sit down with my mom and have this really amazing conversation um but before we get into the episode uh, I just want to say rest in peace to Ahmad Arbery I found out about his passing and his story right before we actually recorded this podcast and his passing even though I know it happened in February his passing it's just been really heavy on my heart recently in this time, especially this news breaking this week as we approach Mother's Day. And my heart goes out to his family, to his mother. Um, my heart goes out to all his family relatives, even to just the the community of people around him in Georgia. My heart goes out to them. And truly, it's something that we need to we need to fix. Uh, it, mothers should not have to worry about burying their children. So before we begin this episode, I would just like to have a brief moment of silence to honor Ahmad Arbery and his passing. Thank you. So not only is today a special day because this is the first episode of the podcast, but today I get to sit down with a super, super special person. Um, Actually, one of the few people that has known me for my entire existence on the planet. Uh, get to sit down with my mom. How you doing? I'm good. Yeah, we got uh, we got Mother's Day coming up the end of this week. Uh, does it feel any different having three grown children now? Absolutely. Um, it feels different in that short of the COVID nineteen. I mean, we're empty nester. Mm. And so Mother's Day when your kids are little versus Mother's Day when they're adults, it's quite different, but it's still good. Mm -hmm. And how's the transition Mother's Day now that you're a grandmother or a nana? Is that different or is it kind of the same? It's kind of the same. Yeah. Um, you know, your, your adult kids who have kids are doing their Mother's Day thing. So um, it, it's, it's quite different. Yeah. 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 Awesome. So today I want to talk about motherhood. Um, since it is Mother's Day, I think it's just appropriate to have this conversation. Um, and the kind of the goals 
for this episode uh one i want to hear about your personal journey I, I, since i'm your son i know a little bit but i don't think we've ever sat down and had like a conversation about it mm-hmm. um so that'll be cool uh, I want to encourage mothers out there through this episode, kind of celebrate them and encourage them, give them encouragement. And also, I kind of want to put motherhood in the right context, because I think society, I think media in general has just kind of taken it out of context. Mm-hmm. And so I think having this conversation, we can kind of ground the definition of motherhood and kind of ground the role they play in society. Okay. Um, is there anything you would like to add to that? Uh, not yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, so I think the first thing we should probably do to have this conversation is to ground the definition of motherhood, right? Okay. Because it's a word we're going to be using a lot in this conversation. So I think just having a solid definition will help. So in your words, how do you define motherhood? All right. Well, up until this point, I've always defined motherhood as, um, the, the you know, the mom being the one who nurtures, um, who is a caretaker um, who is, you know, like the, the, the nurse, um, and the, and in my case, um, doing homeschool, the teacher, etc. Um, but I actually looked up the word mother, uh, in the Bible this morning and the word mother as defined by the name Eve that Adam gave is the bonder of the family. So the mother bonds the family together. Had never really seen it that way. I've always seen it in little pieces. Um, but overall, the mother bonds the family together, which is pretty amazing. Yeah, that's that's super cool. I I'd never caught that before. That's super interesting. Um, I think the thing that sometimes people, and, and, and this is natural because this is how God created, right? Is to have the mother and the father, right? Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, due to circumstances, due to different things, we have maybe single fathers who play father and mother, or yes. we have aunties or grandmas who play that mom role. Yeah. So kind of with that definition, it's not really a, I don't want to say gender specific, but it's not really like mother and father. Sometimes it's the same person playing that role. Right. So it's more of a function than a specific person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, because the term father, it, it means chief or principal, but sometimes you're right. You're both. You're the chief of the house, you know, um, and you are the bonder, and you are all those, those hats, you wear all those hats at the same time. Um, and I think you're right. It's just a matter of um, building that family up however whatever the dynamics are of it your 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 purpose and your goal is to build a strong family Mm, that's good that's good um so i kind of want to start this conversation with your personal journey as a mother and where that starts um and i want to start all the way back to when you're a little girl and Mm -hmm. you have your mother Mm -hmm. um what was that relationship like um it's interesting because when i was a little girl um my mom worked outside the home and so she was always tired and um, suffered from headaches a lot Um, but she still cooked every night she still made sure things were running she still showed up at the school if there was an issue or a problem Um, and she talked to us a lot Um, as I grew older she was there through some of the hardest times of my life. I can remember that. And I remember her also when we think, when I think about the term bonder of the family, she was the one that brought my mother's side or her side and my father's side together as one big family. So all of the holidays we spent together at our house, because my mom was the one who did all of that. And as an adult, she was my best friend. Um, and I was able to talk to her about anything. Um, and she also was my encourager. Uh, she was the one who said, go for your dreams. Don't, you know, they're not too difficult. So that's kind of what I remember. I don't, um, you know, there's, there's, there's just a lot that took place then. Uh, my dad, of course, was a musician, so he was, uh, gone at night so my mom kind of and he was teaching in the day so my mom kind of held both roles even though she didn't so it's a little you know Mm -hmm. 
it's a little foggy, honestly, as to what childhood was. It wasn't bad. I really enjoyed it. Um, so, yeah. Do you think... Um, do you think that the relationship between maybe your mother and your father and maybe him being away, do you think that had an effect on how you looked at your mother, that relationship between the two? I'm sure it did. I'm sure it did. Um, my mom was a very, very strong woman. And consequently, she raised me to be a very, very strong woman. Unfortunately, sometimes with that comes independence. But when you are... Um, you know, kind of filling both roles, even though he was there, but she was still kind of filling both roles. You tend to take on that person, that, that, um, characteristic of being independent, Mm -hmm. (laughs) even with a husband sometimes. And so, uh, yeah, I'm sure it did affect my parenting. Mm. And so kind of off that, then you becoming a mother, Mm -hmm. right. And having the relationship with your mom, you said you guys were best friends when you became adults. Mm -hmm. Um, how did your relationship with your mother affect how you became a mother and your relationship with your daughter? Ooh, my relationship with my daughter, um, is a little bit different. I mean, when I, um, raised her or disciplined or, or whatever that looked like, I was teaching her to be strong and independent. Um, but in the process of all of that, um, there was a divorce. And so, uh, they, the kids, my daughter and my oldest son were with me on the weekends and with their dad during the week. So it was a split type of parenting. Um, and it was a challenge because we weren't always on the same page. Mm. And so that is a whole nother dynamic added to, um, being a mom and being a parent and, a disciplinarian and a nurturer and, and all of those when, you know, bless his heart. He was their friend. Their dad was their friend. I was their mom. So I made it a challenge. And kind of in that, that split household, right. Kind of having the two different households, you almost took on the same role as your mother did Yes, for that time, but they were at your house. You played the role of dad and mom. Yes. Absolutely. And do you think you you learned how to do that from your mom? More than likely. Um, Probably through watching her, pattering some things after her, but also probably from a little bit of necessity because she had taught me to be so strong and independent. It's 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 a way you you learn how to survive in the in the situation. Mm -hmm. So. I think the survival mode was there and the patterns of what I did probably emulated who she was. Yeah. Yeah. That's super interesting. Just how that connects in the generations. That's interesting. Um, So as a little girl, then were you looking forward to having a family? Was motherhood something you were aspiring to? You know, that's interesting. I think just having a family, a husband and kids was something I was aspiring to that I wanted. I'm not totally sure of my motivation um, because it could have been. Um, also, I grew up, my my brother's five years older than me. So it, you almost felt like an only child um, in a lot of senses. And so it could be um, back then my thought was, I want the family. I want the, Mm -hmm. you know, and to me that, that meant husband and my own kids. I'll I'll make my own family. Yeah. Yeah. So then do you think then um, that aspiration then for the family? So then does it come more from what the media or what I guess society likes to paint a family as, or was it more from personal experience? Because I think there's an idea of what a family looks like. We have the American family, but then there's also the reality of what, our family is right. So are you looking more up to maybe the, that dream or that kind of, um, I don't want to say false reality, but mm-hmm. that, that reality of a family yes. rather than the one you were living in. Yeah. I think that's very true. I think, um, 
you know, if you're not content or totally happy with where you are, but the only visuals you have are what you see on TV, then I think that is the case. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably very, very true. Mm. That's, Mm -hmm. it's always interesting to me how media paints Mm -hmm. the family and the, the role and the position of motherhood. Cause while I think at one time they fantasize the family yeah i think at the same time they diminish what the mother really does and what they do to bound the family together yes um which i think again we'll get into that a little bit later in this episode mm-hmm. but you aspire to to this family right to have your own family mm-hmm. um you've seen the example from your your mother mm-hmm. so then what's kind of the journey to becoming a mother to you having your own family you know that's an interesting question and i've been pondering it and I don't know that I have, I'm, I'm sure I have a journey from aspiring to have one to actually having one. Um, but I think that in all actuality, there was no real preparation, no real, um, this is, this is how I want to see my family to be, this is the kind of, you know, how I want to raise my kid. I don't think any of that happened. I think I just allowed time to go and move. And in the season that it came, I had a family, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, there was no real preparation. And so therefore I can't really remember a journey. It just, I was married and having a baby. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's, I think the only thing I can say is in the preparation was I did not want to have children outside of marriage. Um, and so that was my main goal. Um, but other than that. And was there, was there a reason? Did you have a specific reason? For not having children outside of marriage? Yeah. I think I wanted that security. In, even back then in my mind, you needed to, you, you really needed a mom and a dad. I was independent and I was very strong, but I, I think I wanted what family should look like, a mom and a dad mm-hmm. at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, now, of course, my beliefs are different and I believe that that's a biblical calling. Um, divorce does happen. But uh, as a biblical calling, I believe that there should be a husband and a wife and children. But back then, I just knew that's what I wanted for it. And I couldn't even tell you the apparent reason. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so you become a, a mother, mm-hmm. right? Um, and you have your daughter, which is your oldest. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time you hold her, right? Mm-hmm. The first time after labor. Uh, what's the emotions going through your head? <laughs> See, I wish I could say as holding a baby, it was like, ooh, you know, my baby. My first emotions were total awe because before my daughter was born, I had prayed for, of all things, her to have gray eyes. Mm. And when I held her and looked into her eyes, it was like looking into the fireplace. It was gray. It was green. It was brown. It was orange. It was gold. It was all these different colors in her eyes. And I remember thinking, Oh my goodness. That was my first real impression that I can remember. Um, and her eyes eventually settled into gray. Um, so that was my first impression. My second impression was, what a beautiful armload of humanness to be holding. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think honestly, even though I carried her for nine months, it still took me a minute to really grasp the fact that she was mine. Mm-hmm. That wasn't an immediate thought. It was the eyes. Then it was just holding on to that humanness and then this is my baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you became a mom. You you take um you 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 take the baby home, right? Yeah. Your home. Where did you learn to be a mother? Where did you draw how to be a mother from? Um, 
I think, honestly, I think just uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of advice. Uh, my, my husband's mom gave a lot of advice. Uh, his grandmother gave a lot of advice. My mom gave a lot of advice. Um, and then just one day at a time working through it. Um, I don't remember reading any books or any of that. Uh, I don't even remember television shows in terms of uh, raising or having babies with babies. I mean, you see all kind of television shows with young children, but babies mm -hmm. and babies are a whole another realm. I mean, you know, up all night and, and, you know, colic and colds and noses and diapers. And it's a whole thing in itself. And so it's just one day at a time, just walking through, um, what you're, you know, what you need to do and being totally exhausted in the process. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought you brought up a, an interesting point in that your relationship with your in-laws. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, uh, especially as the mother having this connection with your child and then having your husband and now having your husband's family yeah. who you may not necessarily have known as long as your family. Yeah. Um, how do you, it sounds like you had a great relationship with your in-laws, yeah. but how, how was that relationship fostered or did it need to be fostered between the in-laws? Um, no, it was always really, really good. Um, we, we spent a lot of time, um, at his parents' house. And so there were a lot of family things. He came from a big family. So there are a lot of family events, um, almost a birthday a month, anniversaries, picnics, barbecues, dinner. So it was always very, very close. And for me, again, um, that, that met a, a need in me having grown up, f almost feeling like an only child to have this, this big family. And it went even as far as down South to North Carolina, he had a big family there and they were, you know, my, my oldest daughter, she was a baby six months old. We were in North Carolina. I'm trying to give her baby food and my husband's aunt grabs a baby and says, she don't want that and handed her a chicken leg. <laughs> and she was done with baby food from that point on, uh -huh. you know, she was gnawing on that chicken. So, you know, just having those people kind of help you along, um, with things that could make my daughter might have ate baby food for a whole year. Had it not been for somebody who knew she, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so you had, you had your daughter mm -hmm. and then you had your son. Mm-hmm. Um, was there like a a growth period between like having a daughter and then having a son or a learning curve I should say mm -hmm. I don't think so I don't think it was between having a daughter and a son but I do think it was between having two young ones because my daughter was um almost two no she was a little bit she was almost two and, um, and then here comes a, a new baby and the juggle, um, of, you know, the, the almost two year old, not understanding where the one or the newborn came from and when are they going home? And, <laughs> and, um, you know, the, the cycle again of diapers and up all night and, and all of that versus a two year old who now is vying for attention and mm. you know it that was a challenge yeah. um but i don't think necessarily a boy versus girl was yeah yeah and how did you how did you deal with those dynamics of one child uh, vying for attention but the baby honestly needing more attention at that stage of their life right right you know i honestly i i don't really remember that time but i don't know that i handled it the best i think that my patience level probably was not the best but that's where my husband at the time came in real well he he helped out a lot um now he worked all day and uh and I was home for a short time, but then I went back to work. So the kids were in daycare. But once we were home, he was a big help mm -hmm. with the kids. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, going through the whole process, um, you have three children. Mm -hmm. um, 
what have you learned i guess through this you've gone through the process three times what's mm-hmm. some things that you have learned going through that you know i think what i've learned is um as a mom each child is different each child truly has a different personality but each child needs the parents um the the same the same mm-hmm. um when i i was a little harder on my daughter because of that whole strong thing um and i don't think that i was as hard on my sons which um i've learned that may i don't know this is a hard one maybe this wasn't my place anyways to be hard maybe that was the dad's place to to train them mm. up to be men yeah yeah um but uh i think i've learned that you have to be in the moment you have to be in the moment um there's things that the the one of the saddest things that i think i've experienced or i uh, have recognized is looking at some old videotapes of when um, my children were little and how they were so excited. You guys were so excited about things. And my brain was somewhere else. And I wasn't in the moment of excitement with you. And so it it it's 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 almost like I missed out a whole lot. And I missed the opportunity to speak into even those situations where you were excited. So the thing I have learned is you got to live in the moment. You just have to live in the moment. Even now, even as my kids are adults, I have to live in the moment. Um, Being a mom is a lifelong responsibility and commitment and even though the responsibility changes it's still there um and the commitment never never goes away um i think one of the biggest challenges i've had as all of you have been adults or become adults is learning how to be a mom to adult kids because it looks totally different yeah yeah you know and um but but even that and not knowing and trusting God for the first two kids versus knowing and trusting God for the last one is a whole different dynamic as well. So um, I think just being in the moment of where you are and trying your best if possible to live with no regret you know not being able to look back and say man I wish I would have I wish I could have I wish I had of and I know that's gonna happen anyways but there are some situations where it doesn't have to you know we we as moms or parents get caught up in our own thing but our own thing can't be more important than those children that God has given us because they need us. So we have to be there. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's really good. Um, I want to transition into this next part of the conversation. Um, I call it contextualizing motherhood, right? Putting it in the right context of what God had it in. Um, Because like I I think we were talking about earlier, the American family romanticizes the idea of a family. Mm -hmm. But I think at the same time, it's diminished what being a mother really is. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I kind of want to get into that and to start kind of, um, we talked about the definition of motherhood, Mm -hmm. right? And being a mother, do you see it as a calling now that you're a Christian? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, Even in the way I parented, um, because when my first two were young and the divorce was going through and I feel like now I look back on it, um, there was a sense of in my mind, I deserve to be happy, too. Um, And so 
not seeing it as a calling, the importance of being there for them, you know, not that they weren't worth it. And now looking back, it is a whole big regret. But at the time, my mindset was not, this is a calling. My mindset was basically it is what it is. And so we're going to make the best of whatever it is. And now my mindset is there is no room for selfishness. This is a calling and these children are a gift from God. And because of that, um, there is a responsibility to raise up, to nurture, to love God's children. It's a calling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I think we can sometimes look at callings as not burdensome, but mm-hmm. as work. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think also there's it's a gift mm-hmm. at the same time. It's what God gives us. Yes. So could you speak to maybe the gift of motherhood? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, God. Uh, you know, there are so many, so many women who would love to have children that are not able to. Um, and it's not that God loves them any less. It's that he just has a different calling for their life because sometimes the ones who cannot have kids are the biggest and best mothers to so many other kids who need mothers, um, (laughs) children and adults. So it is totally a gift because it's not something, even though we think we can achieve it in and of ourselves, it is totally a gift from God. Um, and because of that, we ought to really hold it as something very, very precious. You know, gifts are something that usually people give to somebody else from their heart. You know, this is something that is important to them that they're giving and something that they're giving to somebody who is important to them. It's a gift from the heart and children are very much that to us and should. And so I don't think they should ever be looked at as a task or as something, you know, something I just have to take it. That truly is an ungodly view of, of what a child is, uh, through God's eyes mm-hmm. in our lives, you know, and we need to, ch- we need to really understand that they are to be cherished like something very, very special. They're not perfect. They will make you cry. They will make you tear your hair out. <laughs> <laughs> They'll make you go sit in your car sometime and just, you know, sit there and just go, Oh my goodness. But, Nevertheless, they are a gift from God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, to the to the person who is a new mother, yeah, right, and they they see the gift side, um, but they don't necessarily know what it takes to be a mother. the The hard work, the mm-hmm. those things you were saying, those mm-hmm. children are not perfect. Sometimes they do things. Mm-hmm. Um, could you speak to maybe the personal challenges that you have faced? Mm-hmm. And just kind of as a warning to those who aspire to be mothers, mm-hmm. um, some of the personal challenges you faced in motherhood. Ooh, one of the, there are so many, but my children in one way or another, I maybe each one, I'm not sure, but have brought me to a place literally of on my knees in tears um, for something that has either happened to them or through them. And some of the biggest challenges as a mother is you either want to fix it or you want it to go away because you are trying to protect your babies. Um, And one of the biggest challenges I have had was to submit my children and what they've gone through or what's happening to them or what's happening through them to the Lord and to trust him that the outcome would be okay. And sometimes the outcome is not what I want, but in hindsight, the outcome has been better than I could have ever imagined. But the instinct of a mom is to 
grab her children and play and put them under her wings, you know, protect them and hide them. And, and that's my biggest challenge. Um, one of the others is it's, it falls in the same line is not wanting them to get hurt. So not allowing them to do certain things because you don't want to see them get hurt. Let your children climb the tree, <laughs> you know, let your children do things because projecting my fear upon my children has caused them to have a harder time in life and have to work through some fears that weren't even theirs to begin with. They came from me. And so that's been a challenge to let go and let God. I think that, you know, people say kids don't come with a manual. They do. They do come with a manual. The Holy Bible is the manual of God tells you how to raise your kids, tells you how to deal with kids. Because what are kids? Kids are little people. The whole Bible is about relationships and how you treat other people and how you deal with other people. And the Bible specifically talks about raising our kids in the way they should go. That is our manual. And so the challenge, I guess, would be not to go by our first instinct because sometimes drawing them in and pulling them up under our wings is not the best thing for them. Mm -hmm. They have to learn how to walk through stuff. They have to learn how to be that, that caterpillar that fights to get out to become that butterfly. But if I got you up under my wings and tell you you can't move, yeah. I stunt the growth. That has been a challenge in my life to let my children be free in God's hands to live and do what God has called them to do. That's really good. Um, it's almost like this process of having, as, as the same time as you're growing as a mother, you have to be growing your relationship with Christ, right? Yes. That's to strengthen with it as yes. well. Yes. Um, I think something that gets confused a lot, um, and I can just speak specifically to American and Western culture, is... We forget that parents and especially mothers are God uses them as these keepers of life. Really, you're in charge of life. And I think a lot of times we boil it down to, oh, you cook or you yeah. do the dishes or you yeah. just have the baby. And then, you know, yes. Um, could you speak on maybe to the the life part of it? Right. Not just the task, not just the thing, but the life part that being entrusted with the life. Yeah. Yeah, that is so huge. That is so huge because one of the things I would also encourage is be real careful with your words. Um, that little being, whether they're a tiny, tiny baby or they're looking you eye to eye, throughout their life, they are precious and they are a life. And the words that we speak have the power to build up or to tear down and that affects their life forever. Now I know I, the question was probably more to do with, um, you know, bringing forth new life and looking at it and knowing that you have uh, a responsibility here and a commitment here. But one of the things I think as, as, parents and as moms particularly who sometimes are very overwhelmed very tired feel like the responsibility of so many things rest on their shoulders sometimes have a tendency to speak out in frustration or irritation either at their kids to their kids or around their kids and we don't realize that we have just planted seeds um one of the things that was said to me years ago was pray for crop failure, that all those seeds that were planted in anger, frustration, don't ever come to fruition um, in your children. Um, and so for me, when I think about the life of my kids, it's, it's not just their physical, it's their emotional and it's their spiritual and God's word speaks to that too. You know, let our words be salt and light, you know, and we just have to, life is so fragile. Each and every one of us, even as an adult, especially as an adult, 
even me, are dealing with issues and problems that arose from things that were said to me when I was a young kid. Whether it was my parent, whether it was somebody I really cared about, whether, you know, whoever it was, they spoke it, it planted in my heart, I clung to that belief, and now I'm still working through that. So we as moms who who's who nurture and love our kids our kids are going to trust us because food comes through our hands words of love baths hugs kisses gifts all those things usually come through the hands of the moms so kids are going to listen to you and believe you more than anybody else in this earth And so we have to be really careful with that life that has been placed in our care. Mm -hmm. Um, So I know your mom um, unfortunately passed away. Mm -hmm. Um, Where have you found the nurturing and those things that you would get from a mom? Those, I call them minerals that you would get from a mom. Where have you found it now? I have found them here and there. I found some in my sister-in-law, but mainly I found it truly in Jesus. There is not anyone other than my sister-in-law in this earth that um, has spoken um, that kind of nurturing or encouragement. And I don't know, I'm 62. I don't know that it should be necessary, but for whatever reason, that question brings tears to my eyes. So, I mean, I truly miss my mom. I really do. Um, She passed in 1992. And that's a long time ago, but that's a long time without being with your, uh, uh, having your mom or your best friend. Because when she died, I lost both. And so it, it has been a challenge. It's been a challenge. But I think that God has, has allowed that in order to push me to him for that nurturing, for that encouragement, for that strengthening when, you know, it gets hard. Kind of to to wrap it up, right? We talked about. um, Is there any? Let's start with current moms right now. Moms who are in the battlefield who have a family. Is there any advice that you would give them, or any encouragement you would like to give them? I would say, first of all. Build your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. The times we're living in right now and the influences that are out there right now, somebody or something is going to influence your children. And you need to know that that's just the bottom line. Um, And if you want the best for your children, cultivate a relationship with Jesus Christ and let him teach you how to be a mom, a parent, and just a godly um, example for your, your kids and how to raise them in the ways that he wants you to raise them. Each child is brought to this earth for a purpose. There's a purpose for each and every one of us. And so let God bring forth that person in your children. Um, so that's the first thing, cultivate a relationship and then live in the moment, live in every moment, be aware, be sober and alert of what's going on in your kid's life and be a part of it because they grow up so fast and they go away and they get their own lives and God willing, they call you and say, how you doing, mom? Or they, you know, um, as, as my one son said with this COVID-19, Mother's Day, I'm going to drive by your house and throw flowers at the door. <laughs> you know, praise God for that. 
Praise mm. God for that. But you have to be in a moment, in the moments of their lives in order for them to feel like and to know that you care and you love them. And they will care and love you the rest of your life if you're there. Mm-hmm. If you're there. Yeah. Um, so to the person maybe who now their kids have grown up, they're now adults and now they transition to uh, maybe a new role as a mother. Um, what would be your advice or your encouragement to them? Um, they're, they're, their kids are becoming parents or they're just, they're adults now. They're out the house. Yeah. Um, they've transitioned from having a kid to now having an adult. An adult. Woo. That's a good question. And I wish I could answer that one because I'm still working on that myself. Um, being a parent of, of adult children is a whole different, different thing. And <clears throat> But still being there to encourage them and to hear them and to and to advise them and guide them, I think uh, is a big thing. Like I was saying, uh, when my oldest two were little, it really took a village. It took, um, you know, my husband's parents. It took the relatives from down south. It took everybody to speak into um, what I should do for my kids. And I think now as as the mom of adult kids be there for them they're making decisions every day whether they have kids or not and um you know sometimes they still need guidance as to what what's a good idea if you could do nothing but pray with them um that god would give them insight and 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 knowledge on what they should do um, be very much in their lives. Not saying you have to call them on the phone every day, but call them because I'm telling you, my children are like, and my phone hasn't rang. So <laughs> call your children, um, but pray for them continually. That's the best thing I guess I could say as a parent of adult kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and last and finally, to the aspiring mother, to the person who is looking for their motherhood and wants children, uh, what's your advice, or your encouragement to them? Um, it's a wonderful calling and don't be afraid of it, but prepare your hearts for it. I think so often, not only having kids, but getting married, we get more excited about the wedding and the showers and the honeymoon. And with kids, before we ever have them, we're excited about building the nursery and all the showers and all of that stuff. And we're never prepared for the actual work it's gonna take. Um, And it's gonna take the rest of our lives. So prepare your hearts before the Lord now, before you ever have that first, before that first baby is ever in your womb, prepare your heart with the Lord for that baby and for what, your family should look like and for who you are to be as a mom and even for the calling upon your children um, that you haven't had yet and their spouses. I mean, there's a lot of prayer that comes into being a mom or an aspiring mom. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's good. Um, I want to thank you for coming, sitting down and having this conversation with me. Uh, I want to encourage you in the Lord. He's using you in a mighty way in your life, in the lives of your children. I mean, truly, I like what you said. Motherhood is a role. So I believe you are not only a mother to us three, but you've been a mother to many children out there. I mean, God's using you in a mighty way. And um, honestly, I just want to encourage you in that. And thank you for the blessing that you've been in my life and in the lives of many others. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Mm. Uh, before we go, could you just maybe say a uh, a quick closing prayer for the mothers out there, the aspiring mothers, and um, just an encouragement and a word of strength for them? Okay. Certainly. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, first of all, I thank you. I thank you, Father God, for the calling you've had on my life. And I thank you for my three precious children, Lord Jesus. And God, I pray, Father God, that 
Lord, you would strengthen and encourage all those you have called to be mothers, Lord God. Teach them what it is to be a mom, Lord God, to be the bonder of their family, Lord God. To Father God, um, just be what their children need, Lord Jesus, to find nourishment, to find love, to find um laughter and joy to find comfort father god because you are all those things lord jesus and lord i pray father for those who are aspiring to be moms lord god that you would speak even into their hearts now lord god to show them lord jesus what you would have for them to do to prepare their hearts father god for these little ones lord jesus that (laughs) are not just simply a bundle of joy and to be sat up on a shelf, Lord God, when we get tired, God, but to persevere and to press through and to endure and to love them with all of our heart, with all of our soul. Lord God, Father, we thank you for that. And we thank you. And I ask, Lord Jesus, that Father God, those moms right now who are are um, grieving, Father God, because they're not hearing from their children or they're not on good terms with their children. Lord, I pray, God, that you would um, speak into their hearts and first heal them and comfort them, Lord God. And then I pray for reconciliation in those relationships, that, Father, you would heal those relationships, especially in this time of COVID-19 when there is so much separation, Lord Jesus. I pray that you would begin to reconcile families, Father God, and bring sons and daughters and mothers and fathers back together, Lord Jesus. Father, you wrote the the plan not only for marriage, but for families. And so, Father God, I pray, Lord Jesus, that your will will be done in this earth, Father God. And I thank you for all that you want to do in our lives and all that you are doing. And I just give you glory, honor, and praise in the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene. Amen. Amen. So I hope you enjoyed that conversation I was able to have with my mom. Truly, that was just a special moment for me to just sit with her and talk about her journey to motherhood and her thoughts on motherhood. If the video spoke to you in any way, feel free to share it with your friends, with your family. You can find the episodes uh, right now on YouTube. I'm trying to get them up on all streaming platforms, but for now, I'll just be posting to YouTube. You can find updates on when the next episode is dropping by following my social media. My Instagram is at Josh underscore Shinoda. That's at Josh underscore Shinoda, S-H-I-N-O-D-A. And you can find me on Facebook at Joshua Entertainment. And I'll post updates on when the episode is dropping. And you can also see other content I'm working on. I work on artwork and there's just a couple other things that God's really been moving in my heart. So if you want to see updates on that also, I'll be posting those to social media just want to say happy mother's day to all the mothers out there truly god uses you in so many different ways and we're so grateful for the contribution that you make to your children and to society i hope you have a wonderful day and i'll catch you guys in the next episode